Welcome to Conversations from the Edge with Service Logic, your educational podcast where we discuss the ins and outs of the HVAC and mechanical service industry. Find out how we can help you increase efficiency and how we deliver excellent service in the real world. Welcome to this episode of Conversations from the Edge, a Service Logic podcast. I'm your host, James Kent, and today we're talking about an important topic, something I think can get overlooked at the workplace, and that is peer groups. Our peers can be our greatest asset. Putting people together to motivate, inspire, and solve challenges can be a great way for an organization to prosper and improve employee satisfaction. Joining me today to talk about the value of peer groups is Jonathan Sterling, president of Max Air Mechanical. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, James. How are you today? I'm doing great. Super. Uh, John, what makes you so passionate about the importance of having internal peer groups at Max Air? Prior to joining the Service Logic group of companies, we participated in non-competitive peer groups with similar type companies from across the country. Through that process, we gained a tremendous knowledge of how to improve our business, both from avoiding mistakes that others had made and copying processes or procedures or executing strategies that others had used to succeed. And it allowed our company to grow by more than four times in a relatively short period of time by simply using the knowledge that we gained from others and implementing those strategies in our company. So what was the typical setting for these peer groups? So those peer groups were pretty much uh, run at the top level initially where it was a series of a group of presidents from different organizations. And they typically were the owners of the business and the president or CEO of that company. And we would come together and share financial data and our business plans for each individual operating company. And then sort of like a board of directors, the other presidents in the room would pick apart your strategy or your business plan and in some level hold you accountable for executing them. So if you met three times a year and you were making no progress on the commitments you'd made to that group, someone would generally call you out and say, you know, you said you were going to execute this strategy and you've done nothing towards that. Are you just not going to do it and it's just lip service to the group or are you actually going to do it? Now, at, at Max Air, do these peer groups, do they bring that setting into, say, smaller groups within the company, or are we still talking at sort of the high level? Again, for us, it started with the high level, and it started with going out and meeting with these other presidents. Now, as that advanced and we joined some different groups, there were opportunities for us to send salespeople, project managers, department-level managers, whatever was appropriate based on what the other companies committed to also sending their peer in that level. Then those people could take their day-to-day challenges, their day-to-day struggles and victories and share them with people that were operating at essentially the same level within their organization. Do you have any examples of some of the types of things uh, that get discussed or the initiatives and ideas that have come out of some of these smaller groups? Well, I think a really good example would be when we were a smaller company, we only had one service dispatcher. And when we sent her to a group where there was a room of 10 or 12 service dispatchers from around the country, and they were able to compare notes and say, I struggle with this, or I've had success with this, 
our dispatcher came back energized both because we believed enough in, in to invest some money in some in her training so she came back with some energy based on that but she also came back with ideas and strategies she'd learned from these other dispatchers that she was able to implement specifically in our organization do you feel that that's the key advantage of these peer groups or is there you know some other great i guess if you look at one of the most important things that you've seen come out of these peer groups, what would that be? Well, as we've set them up with the edge at Service Logic, we're trying to make sure that we bring in some high-level professional on a subject matter so that the participants can walk away with greater expertise on some particular subject matter that they will need to implement in their organization. For project managers recently, uh, the most recent peer group that we held we went over strategies for change orders uh, and you know how to manage the conflict that can come from changes in scope on a project and implement those in their organization, as well as we covered some accounting practices as it relates to work in progress that educated the project managers on why it was important and how best-in-class companies perform that uh, function. You know, you'd mentioned a little bit earlier that peer groups were meeting a couple of times a year. Now, is there more of a regular schedule or is it still that two or three times a year that these peer groups come together? As it relates to service logic, we're trying to build a system that will support that. The frequency of meetings is yet to be determined. When we participated in outside peer groups, they yes, they met two to three times a year, but Typically, the other than the presidents of the company, they, they only participated with their immediate peers from the other company, and they didn't have formal follow-up meetings, but they, we did create a contact list whereby folks can contact the folks that they met at other companies. So in the future, when they had a struggle or a success, they could maintain a relationship with their peers from the other company. Someone listening to this podcast, say, recognizes that they don't have peer groups established uh, in their organization. What do you think the first step for them to take should be if they want to get something like this going? First, it would be important to understand that these peer groups, to be ultimately successful, require them to participate with the other companies in the service logic organization. It's not an inwardly focused program because no, not any one of the companies within Service Logic is large enough to have a set of peers within their own organization that would answer all questions for all types of challenges that we face collectively across the country. So by participating in the EDGE peer groups, their employees will get to come together with the employees from the other Service Logic companies to share best practices, to learn from outside experts, and to meet people fighting the same fights that they're fighting and winning the same battles that they're winning. How can peer groups help in recruiting new talent to your industry? We found that most employees desire to have some sort of training in their career and finding industry-specific training that drives folks in the direction that we want them to go can be somewhat challenging. Generic training with outside consulting firms exists because you can sign up for a project management course, 
But that project management course may be teaching people from multiple trades and multiple industries on the theoretical concepts of project management and not the specific day-to-day challenges that a mechanical contractor faces. In a similar way, if you try to do the training internally, most of the organizations inside ServiceLogic don't have the budget money to hire the industry experts to come in and deal with just their employees. And this is where collectively the edge and service logic can provide that support and pool the resources of multiple companies to provide that expert training as well as to provide cross-regional training. So someone from the South may learn something from the Northeast, may learn something from someone from the Midwest. You'd mentioned that in some of these gatherings, you'll sometimes bring a special guest in to speak. Uh, what do you got on tap in an, in an upcoming peer group? What, what, what are you looking at as far as a kind of a special guest? I'm kind of curious as to what that guest might uh, talk to the group about. Service Logic's EDGE program has training coming up for service managers in early 2020. And anyone listening to this podcast should be looking forward to those planning notes and minutes and the expert that they'll bring in, I'm sure, will add value to the group coming to the, from the organization. So that like internal communications will come out on that? Correct. Some sort of email or something along those lines. But I think that one misses the value of a peer group if we only look at the outside experts. Sure. And we we witnessed it when the project managers were together in uh, September of this year in Atlanta. The group comes together and as people become comfortable with each other through some sort of icebreaker event and just knowing that they're with people that are working for the same company with the same objectives in mind, they start to share what they're doing or questions they have about what they're doing. What software are you using to track project management? What software are you using to track productivity in the field? What are you doing to help make sure that estimates cover the cost of the job? What are you doing to make sure the salespeople are communicating properly with the customer relative to what the project team's going to do? Is there a handoff meeting? Is there a kickoff meeting? And none of those discussions, although they were had, were led by a formal expert. It was rather the people in the group creating excitement and energy around what it was they were doing in their organization or not doing and how they might get better at it by learning from their peers around the country. Yeah, you know, I think that's really great because people tend to get siloed. Uh, they're, they're very busy and they may be using a process that they just assume everyone else is using. And then you come together and you can discover two things. One, everyone else is not using that, but that is a great process and they should be. Or, hey, I do something similar, but check, take a look over this. And wow, that's a better process. So, you know, it's a two-way street um, and you don't get that unless you're all coming together and taking notes and seeing what everybody else is doing. So I, I do think those are really great things to do. Correct. And I think that, that the formal training that occurs with an outside expert is invaluable and employees will get excited about participating because they feel they're being invested in to go get the training. However, once they're together in a room of their peers, discussion can be held and moderated towards what are they doing, what are their challenges doing, and they can start to share ideas across the companies in ServiceLogic. This creates competitive advantage for ServiceLogic over the independent contractor that's out there who doesn't have access to peers across the country. 
I think most people understand in an industry like ours where it's been in existence for a hundred years, a lot of the problems have been solved and it's more about figuring out how to do the job more effective and more efficient than somebody else to win than it is about to create a new process or a new sequence of events to win. Winning is about being the best at what you do and not about being the most creative in solving the problem. Right. Now, last question. Is there something someone listening to this podcast might be surprised to learn about peer groups? I think there are probably some people who are comfortable in their job, have been doing it for a long time, and assume that they have mastered the, their job, their process, the procedures that go up into their job, and that their company's systems that support them are functioning at a very high level. And they might be surprised when they sit in a room with other people that companies that are smaller, that companies that are maybe even lesser in age have developed a process or procedure or a tweak to those process or procedures that make them even more effective and more efficient. And I think it's oftentimes bigger companies feel, we know what we're doing. Look, we've grown to this size and we can be, we're the best in our market at it. And they can really have their eyes opened when they can be exposed to people in different markets that are doing something slightly different and learn that, hey, there is room for improvement in our organization and there is a way for us to do it better and to win bigger. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, you know, once again, I'd like to thank you, my guest, Jonathan Sterling, president of Max Air Mechanical. Appreciate you coming on the podcast. I appreciate being here and I appreciate the opportunity to share these ideas. We, we at Max Air are very passionate about sharing what we've learned and learning from others. That's great. And thank you for listening to this episode of Conversations from the Edge, a service logic podcast. I've been your host, James Kent. Thanks for listening. <laughs>